Kifa. Okay, welcome to Move Left Idiots, uh, Progressive Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo. I'm joined by my co-host, Max Carone. Max, what's going on? Oh, it's been great. <laughs> and my other co-host, LaDonna Loki. LaDonna, hey. What's up? <laughs> yes. Excited, excited, I like it. We're, we're, we're jazzed up. At least some of us are. I'm a little tired, not going to lie. I've extra coffee, let's do this. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, let's just get right into it. This is really just part two of, of last week's episode. Um, part 12 of the Democrats suck. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> this this really should just be like a Ken Burns documentary, like a 12 part, like why the DNC is a fucking nightmare. Oh, and I wish it wasn't. I really um, do. <laughs> Ken Burns, DNC. No. Um, so... <laughs> So last week we talked about all the stuff that uh, came out in Donna Brazil's book and all the, you know, just the excerpts that were released so far, all the revelations about how uh, Hillary uh, totally rigged the primary because she had an agreement with the DNC uh, that she signed, you know, before the primaries or actually back in 2015 to get control of the finances, the hiring. She had first right refusal on hiring. Donna Brazil said she couldn't send a press release out without saying it to Brooklyn first, meaning uh, Hillary headquarters. So we covered all that last week. Um, and, you know, progressives felt vindicated kind of in the wake of that. I mean, we, we all were saying, like, look, you know, we're not happy about this because we're pissed because we knew this was going on. But it's nice to know that we're not crazy people and that, you know, someone who was part of the rigging actually came out and admitted it and saying it like was wrong and that they shouldn't it's have done so it. It's so funny. Like it was a 24 hour period of Donna Brazil going from like most hated person by progressives to like progressive hero suddenly <laughs> for a lot of people anyway. <laughs> Look, I mean, I, you know, I, I still have my issues yeah. with Donna Brazil and I don't know that she did it for totally altruistic reasons, but I'll never, I'll always give credit to somebody who's right. a whistleblower. I yeah. mean, you know, there have been plenty of people who've done horrible things, you know, worked in the the torture program at, at Guantanamo or, you know, but there's this one guy who was actually on uh, Jeremy Scahill's podcast this week, Intercepted, who is the lead prosecutor at Guantanamo Bay. And he turned whistleblower and talked about all the abuses going on there now. And it's like, look. You know, people have to do horrible shit sometimes for the, you know, for the work that, you know, that they're a part of. But if you realize it's wrong and you come out and say, look, this is fucked up. This is what's been going on. I, I have a lot of yeah. respect for you. I may still not like you for some of the stuff you've done, but I, I respect your your courage in doing that because it takes a lot of courage to stand up to Let the Let me powerful. put a little asterisk here and say that it's easier for government people to do than it is for people from the corporate world. For myself, I can say I signed agreements, you know, not to speak about things that happened and so on. So, um, you know. But LaDonna has decided to break all of those agreements <laughs> today and uh, spill the beans uh, on all Not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe with a few no, million um, dollars to pay back what they gave me. <laughs> 
No. God. We'll start a Kickstarter. We'll, we'll do a $10 million movie and you can. I got the goods, people. Talk to me. Patreon. <laughs> <sighs> Patreon.com slash Um But Bam. no, yeah. So, um, so, you know, Don in Brazil was kind of the darling of the of the DNC and of the Hillary camp for a long time. And they turned on her almost oh, yeah. immediately and started smearing her the same way they smear progressives. And it's kind of gross to see. And I hope that everyday Americans look at that and say, holy shit, like what? These people are, fu- are full of shit. Like what? I can't believe how quickly they turned on one of their own just because she you know, had the gall to go against their narrative. So, well, and then um, they were yelling at her because in the wake of all this and, you know, discussions over book, she took a picture with Sheriff David Clark <laughs> and people were talking, I saw that. I was yeah, like, people were talking about her being on the, you know, conservative radio circuit, because of course, when you're criticizing the Dems, you're now an ally of the Republicans, which is again, to my point that politics is just making some strange bedfellows. It continues. Who would have ever expected a picture of the two of them? Never. <laughs> well, and you know what the thing is, though? I think it's unfair. And I don't think most people think this, but the Democrats obviously do this on purpose. It's When you criticize the Democrats, you're totally yep. shunned from all forms of establishment yeah. media. So you have to. Yeah, I mean, she, you know, she used to be on CNN every fucking day. I haven't seen her on <laughs> since. She's dropped these bombshell revelations, yet they haven't like gotten a hold of her to talk to her and interview her like really they you fucking kidding number. me come on <laughs> she she has probably has like a bedroom at the cnn headquarters like are you kidding me so um so if you want to get your message out there and if she wants to sell books which is totally you know whatever that's fine she's trying to sell books just like every other politician political figure she's got to go on whoever yeah. will listen to her and right now she's bad for the establishment so any republican who wants to make the establishment democrats look bad you say yeah sure come on i'll give you a fair you know you can come on and talk about whatever you want doesn't mean she agrees with them or they agree with her but they're gonna give her a platform i mean you know um i i really don't give a shit like uh you know i i think some of those people obviously don't have the right intentions but i think the truth is more important than someone's intentions no matter well it's tough i mean i see it from the side of the you know the party in that you know the criticisms of the party you know it's it's divisive and and weakening and all of that but it wouldn't need to be yeah it wouldn't need to be if they just (laughs) fixed it right if they just reformed in the way that we can all see they need to reform um then then it wouldn't be an issue anymore and it's just their their hesitance to do that that's really causing the problem. So every time somebody tries to say to me, oh, well, you know, you're causing division. I'm not causing division. The people that are doing this shit are causing division. Anyone who says you're causing division has a fucking agenda. And all they're saying is you're making my life uncomfortable. We want to yeah, stay corrupt. Unite blue. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And we, we experienced some yeah. of that today. And, you know, I'm sure I'm sure some listeners caught wind of that. But it, it's just... The, the the shamelessness that that these people can just spew out these talking points that are just totally patently false, and anyone with a fucking brain can look them up and see that they're false, and then they just move the goalposts. I mean, it's it's really just disgusting. Um, and you know, this week, like immediately after the Donna Brazil stuff came out, the mainstream media went into overdrive trying to smear her and spread false claims to downplay right. the story. 
because that's 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 like that's got to be on a whiteboard like clinton scandal figure out a way to make it seem like it's nothing like that's <laughs> that's like their number one goal like whenever there's a clinton scandal uranium one oh you know hillary took 144 million dollars from a russian oligarch and then signed off on a deal that gave them 20 percent of the america's nuclear production oh that's nothing you know there's six other people signed off on it it wasn't just hillary oh okay so that that <laughs> totally to makes it there. okay like what that it's it's so shameless. They're so shameless, and this is why people think that they're untrustworthy, and they're right to yeah, think. Yeah, I think we should get a tour of the I CNN mean, facilities and take a look at their whiteboards. I'm pretty sure what you're saying would be at the top of all of them. <laughs> it's just Hillary deflections <laughs> and a list of different things that you can you I don't can uh, deflect to. As insidious, though, I honestly think they're the group think that can happen in that bubble is really really That's powerful. True. And that's true. Yeah, I'm not excusing it by any means, but I think it's the same thing that happens with a lot of cops too. really any group of people. Um, they just they all think the same way. And then you really don't question the information. I mean, and also I I'm going to talk a little bit. I'm going to push back against Donna going on those outlets. She. She's just being used as a tool. By yeah. Oh, people. sure. Yeah. What she no needs question. to do is go on. I want to see her on Jimmy Dore. I want to see her talking oh, yeah. to Jordan Sheridan. I don't want to see her giving these right wingers uh, somebody else to draw to because all it's going to do is validate all of their opinions. And some of it is truthful. But meanwhile, like they're going to be like, we'll see the Democrats rig stuff. And it's going to all that's going to fall to the wayside that the Republicans purge three million voters. So, like, I know. Yeah. I do but if you're her PR team, if you're the people that are connecting her to these um, various engagements, you're not looking at Jimmy Dore as a huge way to sell your book. I mean, you're going to sell a lot more on Well, you Fox. know what's funny, though? But you know what's funny, though? The, the, the media, oh, uh, the, the, just the establishment in general, always gives more credence to right-wing lunatic independent media than they do to reputable left-wing independent right. media. I mean, something like someone like Alex Jones has like a fifth of the viewership that TYT does, yet you never hear about TYT. And Alex Jones is fucking like friends with the president, <laughs> so like, like it, it's just they they get such leeway because they're they're so good at uh, shaming the media into thinking that they're biased, so that they have to overcompensate and say, no, we're not biased. Look, we give these people airtime too. And the only people that get left out of that are progressive independent media outlets. Like it's, it's They're crazy. all biased. There like, is no like, like balanced journalism anymore. There just isn't. And I, I wish they'd just be honest about that. Yeah. So, um, but now to the point I was making about the, about, oh, actually, you know, Max, I, I, I had a question for you about the, about the thing that, how it's not that insidious. I kind of agree, but I do think with Hillary in particular there is a layer of insidiousness coming from her inner circle and it just kind of gets filtered down. And I think maybe the group thing takes over after that point. But I do think the Podestas and the Robbie Mooks of the world do craft a narrative like to spin any Absolutely, kind of because it was, really it was realistic complete silence you know? for, for 12 hours after the Brazil shit came out. <laughs> yeah. It was very noticeable how no fucking, None of her apologists said a word. And then, yeah, like you said, about 12 hours later, they all started tweeting the exact and same still, thing. The, it's the exact same talking points. And I saw them in, I mean, anywhere I shared any article about it, 
it was the exact same talking points. It's like these people are like connected robotically or something, have a chip implanted and they immediately start spewing Hillary talking points. I don't know what it is, but. but I, well, I, I, it's their job. Yeah. Like that's, it's, Not that's all what of Robbie them, Mook but... and the Podestas are there for. I mean, that's, and I, that, once again, some not of them to are climbers ex- hoping for right. jobs with her and her right. type too. But like the guys at the top, that's what they get paid a lot of money to do. And I mean, that's, that's also the really, the really sick part of how our campaign finance systems work is that these, the people that have no, have no morals and have no issues with bending the rules and being corrupt can afford to pay these hatchet men. And they'll go after with all these connections to the media, once again, through the corporate channels. um, And they know how to push push the propaganda and push the narrative. So, I mean, they're good at what they do. And that's, that's what's really sad is they can disseminate a message so effectively and control most of the channels that um, people, random people on Facebook are saying <laughs> all of a sudden that Donna Brazil was fucking owned by the yeah, Kremlin. Like, that was just I, insanity. You know. <laughs> Donna Brazil is like the number one purveyor of the fucking <laughs> Russian hack, Russians hack the DNC yeah. nonsense. Her book was which called is Hacks. Proven nonsense. <laughs> proven fucking but nonsense. She's a Kremlin operative. And by the way, yeah, Jimmy Dore had on, um, oh God, I forget his name. Ab- oh, I thought you were going to say Abby Martin. Sorry. No, no. Uh, but the, 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 uh, the ex CIA guy who, who actually, he uh, works for uh, Vips veterans uh it it's a group of former intelligence officials who basically debunk bullshit like they debunk the iraq has weapons of mass destruction thing way back when they've come out and said that based on the uh the transfer speed of the files there's no way that the dnc leaks slash hacks could have been done remotely meaning that they had to have been done on well site. and assange just released um a leak about a tool that i guess it was the cia was using to make they could make it look like something came from Russia, so it's like fucking duh. Well, that's a couple of times that's yeah. happened. Yeah, <laughs> where the I, I gotta say, where the fuck was that guy during the primaries? <laughs> I do I do take an issue. If he was honestly, if he was sitting on this information during the primaries well, I, and didn't just have a personal vendetta, I, that's one question that I actually. And if somebody, I'm sure somebody knows that, that answer. The guy who the guy from the CIA who did the analysis. You mean? Assange. No, no, no. I'm saying Assange. If he was oh, literally sitting um, on these emails and didn't drop them during the primary, which could have actually helped Bernie there, he win. Had he had an agenda. He had an agenda. Well, he had an agenda, but there's also a chance that he didn't have those emails until those didn't come out until like late in the primaries, if I remember correctly. The first batch of them. No, they didn't come out till it was. It was in July when they came out. It was pretty. It was. It was absolutely a the primaries deal. were over almost. What? Well, but if it's a leak, and if the leaker was somebody within the DNC who was upset about the way that the DNC was handling the primary, there's a chance that yeah. he didn't get that paper, those things, until July because somebody was like, "Holy fuck, this is so corrupt! What we're doing? I'm going to leak all this shit that the Clintons are saying." Because um, a lot of the leaks were even from like late. Yeah, in that's the primary. what I was remembering. So, I don't remember how late the day. I know there were at least some from May. Tom, um, that 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 email from Tom Perez was late. I think it might have even been June. The one where he was like, "Hey, let's uh, let's make it seem like Bernie doesn't connect oh, with Hispanic yeah. vote." You know that whole fucking oh god. Tom Perez is the worst. Um, so by that 
logic that it's it stands to reason that that if it were a leak um it wouldn't have necessarily been leaked until maybe you know a couple of weeks yeah. before he released them and he wanted to go through them so I, I i don't think his he definitely does not like hillary clinton and i think if he had that information in like february or march he absolutely would have released yeah. it then he was also he supposed to turn himself in when they released chelsea just to leave that there. Well, no, he did. Well, I know he did. Well, no, but he did say if they pardoned Chelsea Manning, right. they didn't pardon Chelsea Manning. They commuted right. her sentence. Oh, uh, okay. I'll give him so, some credit there. Yeah. No. Look, Julian Assange is a complicated figure, but I, I, I give anyone who does the right thing in terms of releasing true information credit, no matter who they are. You know, I, I and I think that's a big thing that Edward Snowden would, was saying. Like, if you ever watch. Uh, Citizen Four, which is a great fucking documentary uh, that follows Edward Snowden's whole saga, meeting with Glenn Greenwald and everyone else. Like it, like it, like they actually brought a camera crew along and documented that whole process. Yeah, of I've him, seen bits of that. You know, meeting yeah. Glenn, and it's really it's fascinating. Um, but he says in that, like they they had a plan to not re- not reveal who he was for several reasons. Because number one, the first thing that happens when the per- when the leaker gets exposed is that it becomes all about who leaked the information and then what the information was that is leaked gets lost. So uh, he made a point of saying, like, look, I don't want to you know, do that, but eventually we're going to have to release my name because I don't want a witch hunt at the NSA and I don't want a bunch of my colleagues to be suspected or, or you know affected by that which i thought actually was really not, like noble well of him i also to do thought that. it helped like, me to, to understand the things that he was giving up in order to release this information he had a super hot girlfriend he had a nice you know deal in hawaii fucking house in yeah hawaii. i mean like he could have just you know lived out his days and been a happy dude and so you know yeah. he had no um he gave up a lot in order to reveal what he did he gave up an amazing life to get to to reveal what he did. Now he's like stuck in a you know an apartment yeah. in Russia. <laughs> like I'll take Kauai yeah. over Russia yeah. any day of the week. So anyone that thinks that he did that for self-aggrandizement or glory, I doesn't know what no. the fuck they're talking about. And we've run across somebody <laughs> who thinks that, and we've had it out about that. But um, yeah, I but uh, so I did want to get to uh, some of the claims spread <clears throat> in the wake of the Brazil revelations because oh and also uh further revelations that came out this week included uh donna brazil considered replacing hillary after her fainting spell uh when she was visiting the 9-11 memorial in september i'm sure everyone remembers her just collapsing yeah and that was such Uh, a weird and then they fucking lied about it that was such a weird thing because like she was sick. She had pneumonia. You know, she collapses. But just admit it, because in my mind, that made me respect her more. I like going, OK, well, here she is with pneumonia and she's continuing on, you know, with all of these engagements. Like I went, wow, I don't know that I could do that. And so, you know, and even just, you know, the fainting, like, OK, it, it makes you more relatable. But again, her PR team fucks it up, tries to cover it up. Well, David Axelrod, who was like an Obama guy, was like this. This team just has a has a history of dishonesty. They don't know what it's like to tell <laughs> the truth true. about a situation. But Jimmy Dore made a really interesting point. He's like that. This whole story is bullshit because uh, initially they said she had yeah. heat stroke. And then he's like, OK, well, why didn't she take her jacket yeah. off? <laughs> if she had heat stroke and it was September it was, you know, it was, it was hot, but it wasn't, she could have taken a jacket off. Um, so then 
uh, they later came out and said, no, well, you know, she's had pneumonia. And then G- Jimmy points out, well, then she came out later that evening for a photo op with a little girl. And she was like hugging and kissing a little girl. So if she had pneumonia, yeah. like, what the fuck? Are you, you maniac? And then they're like, no, well, it's not contagious. Uh, it's the non-contagious type of pneumonia. <laughs> or no, no. Before that, they were like, oh, well, yeah, it's been going around the Brooklyn office. And then and then he's like, you know, well, why would you come out and meet the little girl? And then they're like, oh, no, it's a non-contagious, non-contagious type of pneumonia. Non-contagious kind so that's the third time they the ch- <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's it's aspirational <laughs> pneumonia, which is when you can't. Well, no, it's it's actually t- like you know, oh. fire, like it, it's when you can't. Br- <laughs> it would be ironic, considering, yeah. But um, no, it's something to do with like how you, you when you're you can't uh, control your breathing functions and like things get uh. caught in there and you get. I don't know. Um, and that's where the whole Hillary has Parkinson's kind of you know conspiracy, whatever yeah. you want to call it, thing came out. And Jimmy got smeared for that because he, after that whole, after they changed their story four times, he looked up the aspirational pneumonia thing and it's the leading cause of death among people with Parkinson's. So he was like, yeah, he didn't say like Hillary Clinton has Parkinson's disease. He said, why would they hide this? And they said, well, you know, it's the leading cause of death among people with Parkinson's. So it's just weird that they would use that if it's not actually the thing that she had. But it's just, they they can't fucking tell the truth about anything. It's unbelievable. But... Really, yeah. really weird defense, really quick. Because of how superficial they are and, like, how much she's really trying to be genuine and, like, and some of the legitimate, it's blown out of proportion in some areas, in some areas it's spot on. Some of, like, the legitimate attacks she had just for simply being a woman, I mean, they could have, if I was running it, I would have just said eventually, like, well, we don't want her to look weak. Because we have this, you know, we have this sexist piece of shit on the other side, and we don't want to give anybody a reason to think that Hillary's weak when she's campaigning this hard. That honestly could have been somewhere in the psyche and would have been a much better angle than the one that they went with. You know what I mean? I agree, but I, I yeah. really never, you know, as a female watching all of the critiques of her, I really never saw critiques of her that were specifically because she was female. I didn't see that. I mean, I saw critiques of her on her policy, on her, you know, personality, on other things like that. But I never saw anyone attack her specifically because she was female. Um, so I reject that whole yeah. notion. Cer- certainly, certainly not progressives. I mean, I'm sure some conservatives, but whatever. Who gives a fuck about them? Like progressives, we had very, uh, very, you know, reasonable and important critiques of her based on her policy uh, that had nothing to do with her her lady parts. So. Um, but the reason, oh, so, but the reason I brought up the thing is that in her book, Donna Brazil said that she strongly considered starting the process of, um, removing Hillary from the nomination because she worried about her health and replacing her with a ticket that she thought would, (laughs) this is what, this is where I still am like, oh, Donna (laughs) Brazil. uh, she considered replacing her with a ticket of Joe Biden and Cory Booker, which she thought would be enough to win over working class voters. Um, (laughs) Which just shows you the group think is still strong you know, in all of those people, and they have no fucking clue what working people actually think. It also shows think, me but. that they knew that Hillary wasn't going to win, and that at the last minute, you know, there was some panic uh, to go, is there something else we can do here? Um, yeah. Well, that was the other thing she said. She was like, yeah, there was just no enthusiasm. I would go across, you know, around the, and around the country, and I just saw no enthusiasm for Hillary. And she said much. that the office was... <laughs> 
No, it was like the, she. I, I forget. I think she said the people at the office at the campaign office were like zombies or like, and she called them. You know, she said there was like a cult, which is what we've Pansy been saying Nation. about them for fucking. <laughs> Yeah, we've been saying that about them for months, you know, and that's what, uh, people like Peter Dow are still, you know, leading leading that cult. You and but, I are just um, Bernie Bros. What do we know? <laughs> yeah, I, the thing I would always say is it's like, especially after Donovan's they ran too. <laughs> after they ran the nuclear, like the it was the Daisy Girl ad all over again. Um, for Trump, I was like, if he's such a threat, and it looks this bad for Hillary. If we're really saving our democracy and saving our country, she has to step down and we have to run Bernie. Like, if this guy is going to bring us into nuclear war because of how unstable he is, then she has to step down because she's going to fucking lose. In Ohio, I'll tell you this right now. Trump signs were everywhere. I barely saw a fucking Hillary sign. Yeah. Like, or even a bumper sticker. I mean, everywhere you would go, there was Trump Well, signs. and let's talk about the states like Wisconsin, where I live, where she, she didn't even go. So, you know... <laughs> Couldn't find it on a map. Um, I, I'll tell you, in New York, uh, where she managed to win the primary, uh, largely through cheating, which we talked about last week, how 200,000 voters were illegally purged from the rolls in Brooklyn. They admitted it, and uh, I guess nobody's fucking going to jail. Nobody's getting fired. There's no consequences, because God forbid. Eric Schneiderman was like, well, we don't want to, you know, <laughs> we don't want to cause us, you know. <laughs> go through a lengthy trial oh i'm sorry i I, th- <laughs> I guess try yeah trials aren't important because you know it, it's not important to punish people for committing crimes because <laughs> they're not going to do them again or anything if you don't punish them. fucking just it, this this is the obama logic yeah, all it's over a throwback again to the like, financial I, services stuff i don't yeah. want to yeah or the torture yeah. stuff like uh well you know that was in the past and we're looking <laughs> forward we're not looking backwards <laughs> it was yeah. literally words that came out of our president no, you literally mouth. said that but also it's like we're looking forwards. We're not looking backwards. That's not how fucking crime yeah. works. You don't commit future crimes. You commit crimes in the past <laughs> and then you punish them. So you don't fucking do them again. You don't say, Oh, well it's fine. We're looking forward. We're not looking <laughs> backward. What does that mean? God so why the damn. fuck were we even in Iraq and Afghanistan then? Oh, God. So, yeah. so mean, Elizabeth was... Warren was a part of all of this too. And so, um, after Brazil came out with her stuff, I think we talked about this last week. Uh, Elizabeth Warren was asked live on television, you know, if she thought, uh, that, that it was rigged and she said flat out straight answer. Yes. And I went, fuck yeah, Elizabeth, kudos to you. Like, like you redeemed yourself. Okay. You backed Hillary, but you're being honest now. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to let you back into the circle of trust. And then... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> pause 12 hours later for PR team. <laughs> then the whole series of articles comes out where she's walking that back saying, well, you know, it wasn't really big so much as biased and blah, blah, blah. And, and Brazil like walked back some of her stuff too. And so it's like, <sighs> we had you for a moment there, Liz. We, you were, you were honest. I was like, yes, you know, we can trust you again. We can believe you. And then you just, go right back into hive mind. So disappointing. Yeah. No, it's unbelievable because her idiot fucking team around her made of morons who doesn't fu- who don't fucking think for themselves um, got together and were like, oh, well, uh, we, we can't actually tell the truth, <laughs> you know, because I'm sure Team Hillary fucking sent them a memo like, what the fuck <laughs> are you doing? How dare you? 
Um, and they were like, no, 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 you need to, even though you have a, 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 the tiniest shred of credibility with the progressive community, totally fucking destroy that and destroy any <laughs> chances of running for president. Cause that's a fucking great strategy. Fucking idiots that work for her. Uh, I don't get this. Why is the, oh, why God. is the talking point? This whole like bias, not rigged thing. Like, yeah, there was a bias and it caused it to be rigged. Like bo- both can st- so it's not even that fucking good like I, I honestly i don't get and like we've seen it's today, semantics and, and that's one thing i said weeks. yeah i said this on facebook it's like why are we really fucking arguing over words on this we have the story you know we have the full story from multiple people backing it up so are we gonna say rigged or bias or finger on the scale or whatever it, it was not straight up they fair. just keep moving the goalpost yeah. They just fucking keep moving the goalposts and saying, well, sure, but we all knew about this. Like, that's their other thing is like, yeah, it was rigged, but we knew about or this it was legal, a year ago. Or this is, not is the true. way we always do things or a million other fucking. Or, or the party has the right to pick, exactly. their, yeah, pick their nominee. They just keep moving the goalposts because it's like, just shut up and leave us alone. We're corrupt. We don't fucking care about you. We don't care about real people. It's cute that you think you have a fucking opinion <laughs> and that you know what's going on. But let the adults in the room pick the nominee and take all the fucking corrupt money that we want and legally launder money through the fucking DNC and shut up and leave us alone. But vote for us or you're an (laughs) asshole and it's It's your your fault fault. we have Trump. That's that's what we've been hearing from idiots all fucking week. Um, So – but I just thought that was really interesting. But it is interesting that Donna Brazil would – replace uh hillary with a ticket of joe <laughs> biden and cory booker and not you know the guy who was fucking neck and neck with her in the primaries won 46 percent of the vote in the fucking it's primaries still about their money it is still you know who actually inspired <laughs> you know stadiums full of people yeah. but what a, and was polling 10 points ahead which we knew for months during the primaries that he would have beaten trump by an average of 10 points despite what some people and may it claim. continues to underscore for me that progressives will continue to be locked out and it you know it goes along with the stories of the justice Dems being locked out of van and all of these other things they do not want to win if it's a progressive that's going to clean house they don't they would rather a republican win and so they'll block every progressive and so that how does the dem enter strategy really work when you can't enter <laughs> yeah no, it's kind it's, of a- dem enter through the fucking <laughs> locked you know vault door like that's yeah. really what it is Man. oh god um <laughs> i disagree but we're not gonna go there <laughs> no tell me i, I want to hear how do you how do you enter well, when the door is fucking locked <laughs> Because the, it's not you about... You sneak around the back and, and, and slit their throats <laughs> and then you're... you're no, in. but it literally, it's not about enter. It's not about just up and running for uh, Congress. Like, that's an important aspect, but there's actual inf- infrastructure at the local level that is occupied by people who don't do anything, are not active, and don't know what the fuck they're doing. They can easily be hijacked at the precinct oh, yeah. and state and county level. But everything level. I'm hearing about those people in those roles is that they're very frustrated, the ones that are actually trying to make changes, that they're still having things dictated to them. And they're still, you know, while they're raising their voice, they still don't have any power. So, you know, I think that the power, it's top heavy. Um, and while there's all these offices at the bottom, those offices are there basically for people to take orders. And anyone who doesn't is shut out and blackballed in the same way that, you know, they're doing with progressives on the outside. I want to believe Max. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like I said, I just, in the sake of time, I will not continue this, but 
it is doable, some of you folks out there. But at the same time, if you want to build something outside, go ahead. Just don't shit on a progressive when it comes down to it. That's all I got to say. Yeah, no, I, I agree. <laughs> I, I was joking, but I actually am not fully joking about my sneaking through the back door <laughs> and slip their throw metaphor. Because you do need, like, a hostile takeover, you know? Like, Jank always says, like, board the... Board the Democrat the the Democratic ship and take it over. That's how you got to Well, do I want to see. No more fucking playing nice. You know, with these Justice assholes. Justice like, Sims is one of his ventures. So let's see how they play when they're locked out of van. I mean, do they go with you know Target Smart or one of the other solutions? Um, that takes money to do, and so I'll be curious to see how he how he plays. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, so, but I, I did want to mention there were, uh, the interceptor, uh, Glenn Greenwald, uh, wrote a great article. That's the, the one place where that's the last journalism in this country. I said it was dead, but the intercept is. Yeah, no, it, ser- <laughs> it seriously is. It's like the, the intercept and the guardian yeah. most of the time are like the two independent journalist, uh, journalism sources that you can kind of trust for fair news basically. Um, so he wrote an article about the four uh, viral claims spread by journalists on Twitter in the last week alone that are false regarding the Donna Brazil stuff. Uh, so I just wanted to go through them. Uh, anyone who is listening should check out the article in full. It's pretty long, but I wanted to go through the claims and just talk about a little bit about why each one's not true. Um, viral falsehood number one, the Clinton slash DNC agreement cited by Brazil only applied to the general election, not the primary, which was like the number one thing that all these fucking idiots said. Chris Hayes, you know, tweeted it. Uh, Keith Olbermann to all these, you know, just buffoons tweeted it out immediately. Well, not immediately. Like you said, about 12 hours later after they got the so marching PR lag orders. Time, yeah. Um, yeah. Now, so uh, on, uh, on Wednesday, Politico published a blockbuster accusation from Brazil's new book, that the DNC had rigged the 2016 primary for Hillary Clinton through an agreement that gave Clinton control over key aspects of the DNC, uh, a claim that Senator Elizabeth Warren endorsed on CNN. This was also written before Elizabeth walked that back. Um, the Clinton cl- uh, the Clinton camp refused to comment publicly, but instead contacted their favorite reporters to publish their response as news. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the following day, and we know they do this because it was in the WikiLeaks. They said Maggie Haberman is someone we used to push stories out, so maybe we can plant this story. with You know, they, they talk about how they do this. Um, the following day, NBC published an article by Alex Seitzwald that recited and endorsed Clinton camp, the Clinton camp's primary defense. Uh, Brazil was wrong because the agreement in question, a copy of which they provided to Seitzwald, applied only to preparations for the general election and had nothing to do with the primary season. That defense, if true, would be fatal to Brazil's claims. And so DNC-loyal journalists all over Twitter instantly declared it to be true, thus pronouncing Brazil's accusation to have been fully debunked. Um, The problem with this claim is that it's blatantly and obviously false. All one has to do to know is read the agreement. Unlike the journalists spreading this DNC defense, campaign legal center's Brendan Fisher bothered to read it and immediately saw a documented uh, and documented how obviously false this claim is. Uh, and has a tweet here from Brendan Fisher who says, how does anybody believe the DNC HFA memo only applied to the general? Clinton controlled every communication mentioning a primary candidate. And then he highlighted part of the agreement. Uh, 
Agreement by the, and this is provision three uh, of, of the agreement, agreement by DNC that HFA personnel will be consulted and have joint authority over strategic decisions over the staffing, budget, expenditures, and general election-related communications, data technology, analytics, and research. The DNC will provide HFA advanced opportunity to review online or mass email communications that feature a particular That's Democratic so primary weird. candidate. Um, so what, what it was is that there was literally a little provision at the end of the agreement that says this, uh, this, this agreement only applies to general election and not, but it's basically like saying, yeah, I know we laid it all out at at the top, but we're saying it's not true down here. So just read this and this is not true. Like it was clearly written with the intent that if somebody read it, they could point to that. And say, look, it says it's only applying to the general election and not to the primary election. But that's totally contradicted by all of the provisions in the agreement, which were right. legally binding, which you could have sued them for if they didn't, which we said at the time. But journalists apparently have less integrity and can do less research than a fucking asshole, <laughs> you know, who, who doing a podcast. So, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um. So that was viral falsehood number one, um, that they still really haven't walked back, uh, the Joy Reads of the world and the Peter Dows and Just move et forward. Just keep moving uh, forward. <laughs> <laughs> look, we don't we don't deal in the past. We don't look forward we don't look backwards, we only move forward. So <laughs> uh, viral falsehood number two. Sanders signed the same agreement with the DNC that Clinton did. This is a claim we've heard even as soon as <laughs> a couple of hours ago on Facebook. Um, to make the Clinton DNC agreement appear benign and normal, the claim was quickly and widely circulated that Bernie Sanders had also signed the same agreement with the DNC as Clinton had. This too was false in the most fundamental way possible. Simply put, the agreement Sanders signed with the DNC, which the Sanders camp appears to have provided ABC News in order to debunk the claim, uh, did not contain any of the provisions vesting control over the DNC that made the Clinton agreement cited by Brazil. So they were never offered the same agreement by Perkins Coe. It was a totally fucking different, different agreement. agreement. Not as favorable. Not fair. Uh, <laughs> AKA rigged. As ABC News put it. Yeah, as ABC News put it, a joint fundraising agreement between the Bernie Sanders campaign and the Democratic National Committee obtained Friday by ABC News and signed at the start of the primary campaign for the 2016 presidential election does not include any language about coordinating on strategic decisions over hiring or budget, unlike a fundraising memo between the Hillary Clinton team and the DNC. So they're just fucking lying. They're making it seem like they're conflating these two different agreements. They're making it seem like they signed the same agreement, but what they mean to say is that they signed the same type of agreement. That'd be like saying like we both, that'd be like saying I filled out a, uh, uh, W2 for my taxes and you filled out a W2 for your taxes last year. That's like saying we both filled out the same W2. That's just not fucking true. Like they had different things on them. Yeah. They filled out a similar agreement in terms of what the agreement was about, but the provisions of the agreement had nothing to fuck. Bernie Sanders got none of the shit that Hillary got. I mean, was, were the agreements not the same, but he was never even offered. Right. So I, I think the negotiation part of it is as valid. And it shouldn't have been yeah, offered either. The negotiation one. part is as valid as what the final agreements wound up being. So in, in the Bernie's camp's mind, it's like, 
they presumed, you know, <laughs> fairness, my God, <laughs> you know, that everybody's offered <laughs> the same thing. That's what it should be, right? They're not, you know, they're not um, biased in any way. And clearly, again, not the case. Yeah. Um, so viral falsehood number three. Uh, Brazil stupidly thought that she could unilaterally m- remove Clinton as the nominee. Uh, yesterday, the Washington Post, uh, which is owned by Jeff Bezos, who owns Amazon and has a contract with the CIA and uh, sits on a board at the Department of Defense. <laughs> a couple of disclosures there. Um, yeah, which, which they don't make <laughs> themselves, so I, I felt the need to make them for you. Uh, yesterday, the Washington Post published an article reporting on various claims made in Brazil's new book. The headline, which was widely tweeted, made it seem as though Brazil delusionally believed that she had power, which obviously she did not in fact possess. Donna Brazil, I considered replacing Clinton with Biden as the 2016 presidential nominee. Uh, the article said that Brazil considered ex- exercising the power after Clinton's fainting spell made her worry that Clinton was physically debilitated and her campaign was anemic and had, had taken on, quote, the odor of failure, which is fucking <laughs> hilarious um, and, and pretty spot on. Um, Brazil, as a result of her stinging criticisms and accusations of Clinton, uh, Obama and the DNC is currently public enemy number one among Democrats <laughs> in the media. So they seized on the headline to pretend that she claimed the power to unilaterally remove Clinton on a whim, then use this claim to mercif- mercilessly vilify her. And we, uh, uh, I like, I, I keep coming back to, we saw this ourselves with people that we know where they would claim that she was a buffoon and she didn't know what she was doing. And she was delusional. Um, and look, I'm not going to dispute that Donna Brazil is not a tactful uh, political mind. She's been part of nothing but losing campaigns. She's not good at her job, but this is not what she was claiming. Uh, as the inter- as the article goes on to say, uh, the entire attack on Brazil was false. She did not claim, at least according to the Post article being cited, that she had the power to unilaterally remove, remove Clinton. The original Post article, buried deep down in the article, uh, well after the headline, made clear that she was referencing a complicated process in the DNC charter you know, the DNC charter that the DNC totally <laughs> fucking didn't follow uh, yeah. during the primaries and they admitted to in court uh, that allowed for the removal of a nominee who had become incapacitated. The Post then amended its story to reflect that she made no such absurd claim in her book, but rather noted that the DNC charter empowered her to initiate replacement of the nominee and that if a nominee became disabled, she explains the party chair would oversee a complicated process of uh filling the vacancy that would include meeting uh, of the full DNC. Um, so, but nobody fucking no. walked that back because people were sharing that all, all over the place in social media, still using that and still saying that she's delusional. But, and that's the power of Twitter is that these people who have no fucking conscience and no uh, compunctions about just lying. They're just a bunch of grifters who serve the, the establishment. They have no compunction about, putting that out there because they know once it's out there, there's a good percentage of people who aren't going to see the follow up. Yeah. The truth. Yeah. The follow up well, or the truth to it. All you got to do is put again, a claim hypocrisy it's because out. it's the same people that want to complain about Russian bots. And yet, you know, they have their own bots. They have their own, you know, army of Brock bots, correct their record and whatnot. Um, and, and honestly just sheep and robots that are out there spewing these talking points. So, um, hypocrisy. Yeah. They're good at it. Yeah. <laughs> It's like it's also it's more insidious. It's literally propaganda. Yeah. Like that is the rep- repetition is the most important aspect of propaganda. 
kind of like earlier this week, I fucking watched some crazy person on Facebook, and I'm going to say who, talk about how Sutherland was a fucking false flag. <laughs> and literally, I'm oh, in the right, Facebook wait, what comments. What was a false flag? Sutherland, that uh, shooting in the church. Oh, yeah. oh the Texas shooting. Yeah. I'm like, hey, uh, ask, and anytime, this is what they do too, anytime you ask a question, they just keep repeating, and they don't answer, they don't answer any criticisms, and it is... It's concerning with the media more than just a random fuck on Facebook because, like, they have the biggest megaphone. And when we see it line up, like you're saying, LaDonna, like, we see that Trump's people and Clinton's people literally are using the same (laughs) tactics, then what the fuck options do we really have here? Well, you know, the other thing with these people, these journalists spreading this bullshit on Facebook, they have such an amplified voice because of the way Facebook deals with blue checks and now facebook is trying to basically put a halt to giving people verification who aren't you know mainstream celebrities well (laughs) well, they claim they do it they claim they do it in in service of that yeah in service of that but it's like well you verified a bunch of fucking nazis and now all of a sudden you're acting like uh, but you know who's going to be affected by this is people like kyle kalinsky people like who are in independent media or progressive journalists or voices in independent media who are actually trying to get you the truth. Those are the people that are going to have a fucking hard time getting verified. Yeah. I know uh, progressive candidates who the- tried, you know, seven or eight times to get verified, you know, giving them exactly the documents, everything that they asked for and more people that are public figures, people with large Twitter followings. There is no reason literally for these people to be denied and over and over again, they are. And it just goes to the same thing, which is, you know, Twitter admitting certain hashtags that they suppressed uh, during the elections. Oh, They're God. controlling the information. They really are. And I think, gosh, we need a mass exodus from a couple of these sites. <laughs> we need to go somewhere else. We're nationalizing. <laughs> We're taking over. <laughs> uh, yeah. Corbin yeah. style. Nationalize it. Fucking. No, yo, for real, we, sh- we should do a whole podcast about how we should just nationalize <laughs> Amazon. For- forcibly nationalize Amazon because we would solve most of our problems in the supply chain. I am literally. They control. I have had a conversation off air with LaDonna and with another progressive friend about because of how central Google is to everybody getting information now. We it might not be a terrible idea to nationalize at least the search engine part of Google, but that's another conversation. Well, you're dragging me into this. The NSA's listening, man. <laughs> I got a family. We're talking here. all this fucking socialism talk. We're definitely going to get shot. So this might be the last episode of the podcast. But I hope actually, you there's some it. crazy discussion uh, happening right now. I guess. Trump is about to make some sort of a uh, national security speech. It might be happening while we're recording this. Oh, and so fuck. everybody's really? like, this could God be the end. You know, there's been these uh, internet outages uh, this well, week he's... and other shit going on. So yeah, there's a lot of conspiracy chatter right now. Oh, great. So I, I literally click over to Twitter to see what's going on. And I find out the front man of my favorite fucking band in the world is apparently accused of sexual misconduct oh, no, with who? a minor. Awesome. Uh, Jesse Lacey is the singer from uh, Brand New. No. You listen to Brand New? Oh, man. That fucking blows. Uh, a woman has come forward alleging that Jesse Lacey solicited nude photographs from her when she was 15 years old. God damn these fucking greetings. Every fucking, literally every fucking person. It's in so, I mean, yeah, so Louis C.K. this week, um, oh, you know, and him that, coming that was, out. And that. I mean, it was a good statement. He admitted it. He said it was true. He said, you know, he's embarrassed by it and he shouldn't have happened and all that. But it's like, 
you add that, you know, the Weinsteins and the Kevin so, Spaceys, and it's just on and on and on. And and it's like these stories, you know, Charlie Sheen, there's discussion now that, that he was the person that raped Corey Haim. I don't know if it's true. The mother, it sounds like, is, is denying that that's the case. But, you know, there's these narratives of... She just doesn't want to be involved. Yeah, well... So, I mean, Corey Feldman has alluded to that yeah, several times. Or that she's being paid off or something else, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but but this narrative of these guys just going to parties and whipping it out and all of these women just fawning all over them, at least that's what they, I think, think is going to happen. And obviously the stories that come out after the fact doesn't sound like it was quite that way. You know, well, like Louis C.K. is kind of a unique case. And this and this is not at all to excuse what he did because it's disgusting and obviously sexual assault. But all, all his his uh, accusers say that, you know, he basically had them in a like in a room or a hotel room or something. And he basically just started masturbating in front of them. But he didn't do it in a way to be like, hey, you should join it. Wait, wait, it's, 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 it's just fucking weird. It's weird. It's fucking weird. What, what, the, the reason I'm mentioning is because trying to be weird. It's, he was just masturbating in front of them. It no, like... no, no, no. He obviously was trying. But it. it his seems less like Harvey Weinstein trying to be like, hey, come here, do this or you're going to. It seems less like that and more like a really fucked up sexual compunction that like he needs I treatment just, for. Like, I genuinely. seriously ca- cannot wrap my brain around it, like in what universe. <laughs> I mean, I when I worked at Tower Records when I was like, you know, 18, I remember there's a guy that walked into the classical music section and just started doing that. And I was just like, what? <laughs> you know, like of all places, first of all, at least go to like the rock section. Sorry to laugh. At it's least so go to the rock weird. section in the classical. <laughs> oh my God, people are so <laughs> But I don't understand. Weird. And so the, these people are famous and yet these stories have, have been suppressed again, you know, for a while um and at what point do you need to like wait until people start to call you out until you realize like this was shitty for you to do i mean i <laughs> well and you know actually to that point the louis ck stuff people have kind of known for years because jezebel published these exact accusations like three years ago and nobody yeah. picked it up because nobody fucking gives those those yeah. papers credit Gawker also picked it up and Gawker is now out of fucking business. For something, yeah. <laughs> and I mentioned them I mentioned I mentioned them all the time because it you know these these they might be like odious and not, you know, polite and kind of shitty and like intrusive people like Gawker and TMZ. They're really fucking important because they're actually willing to publish shit that the mainstream media shelters uh, all these it's celebrities true. from. It's actually like, giving the National Enquirer some credibility, which is a frightening universe. It's, it's, it's insanity. <laughs> but that's because the press are so fucking in bed with both the political establishment and the entertainment establishment, for lack right. of a better word. I mean, people like Harvey Weinstein. That they would that they do all they can to suppress any kind of damaging information about any of these people. That's why we need any kind of independent journalism, no matter how shitty it is, no matter if it doesn't agree with your views. You should always support independent journalism. The part, yeah, because I agree. It's the last thing the we part have left. of Louis C.K.'s story, his statement that bugged me the most was that he said he never whipped it out. Basically, when. Uh, he wasn't when the person wasn't asking him to or something along those lines. And that's different. No, he, he said he, that it's always, always been consensual and that's different from the story that the women gave. Well, well the way a, I read a couple it was of them actually like said, said, I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say a couple of them actually said they said yes, but they felt very uncomfortable. And a couple of them were like, like, 
said that like he did it, just yeah. started doing it, and they kind of like yeah. ran away. But one one or two of the women were like, "Yeah, I, I said I guess," like, and then I just felt really uncomfortable. Yeah, so um, I felt like that was so, disingenuous I mean, because it, it clearly was not welcome, um, at least in some cases. Yeah. Um, that part of the statement bugged me. He he's such a like, and and, and it, you know it's hard for me because I used to be a big fan of his, and I, I that that's waned in recent years for other reasons, you know, politically or whatever, but. Um, I, I, but I listen to a lot of interviews with him because I, I really respect respect him as a filmmaker and as an auteur, as an auteur, because uh, that's something I wanted to do for a long time is you know make make movies and he he's just a weird fucking guy like he I don't know if it's his upbringing or what but he would tell this like he he was on Mark Maron's podcast and he told this story about how he j- would just buy things like compulsively like he would spend he like he put a Ferrari on a credit card. And then he like freaked out because he obviously didn't have the money to pay for a Ferrari, and and like they took it back. But they were like, "You were taking your credit cards away," and he hasn't had credit for like twenty years because of that. Or like he he said like he bought a trombone once, and like he doesn't play trombone, and he never intended to learn how to play trombone, but he just he was like, "I really need to just buy a trombone," and he bought like a ten thousand dollar trombone, and then he said he went to one of the weird little kind of like the booths that they used to have in Times Square before they, before they cleaned it up and kind of like, you know, <laughs> rubbed one out basically. And then afterwards was like, I don't know why I spent this money on this trombone. <laughs> uh, and th- but then he couldn't return it. Like he, he's just, he also used to joke about this type of shit. Like yeah, in his I, show, in his stand-up, I, he I had a lot of Louie and yeah, his standup, it really fucking like, I, and, you know, you just think, wow, this guy's, like, really fucking sick and demented sense of humor. And then you realize, like, there's no, actually he's like really sick and He's person. that character. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, I mean, so that, and this is not to excuse what he did, but it genuinely makes me think, like, he has genuine compulsions that he, he almost can't control. And he does need to seek some kind of help for it. Yeah, um, okay, so public service announcement to any guys, I heard girls, anybody listening to this, if you go to a party, you're invited to someone's house, whatever, like just, you know, especially guys just whipping it out, just without anyone asking you to, or, you know, touching you or trying anything. (laughs) This is ill-advised. Please do not do this for the sake of all other beings, you know, just walking into a room and stripping really not okay. Someone else will take your clothes off of you if they want them off of you. The more you know. You've been warned. (laughs) Be safe. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, so you know, real quick before we get out of here, I, I did. There was one. There was the fourth uh, viral claim uh, by the uh, in the Donna Brazil story. Um, so this and this is actually a really important one because it's total bullshit, and I saw this fucking everywhere this week. Uh, viral falsehood number four: Evidence has emerged pr- uh, proving that content of WikiLeaks documents and emails was doctored. Uh, just totally untrue. Last year, from the time that WikiLeaks began publishing emails and documents from the DNC and John Podesta's email inbox, Clinton officials and their media supporters have constantly insinuated and sometimes outright stated that the WikiLeaks documents were frauds because they had been altered. What mo- what was most notable about this accusation was how easily it would have been proven had it really been true. Uh all anyone had to do was show the actual original email that they were sent, that they sent or received, uh, and then compare it to the altered WikiLeaks version, and that would have been proof that the WikiLeaks archive was unreliable. 
But that never happened. Never once did any of the dozens of Democratic Party operatives who sent or received the emails published by WikiLeaks point to a single specific case of an alteration, something that, obviously, they would have eagerly done had they yeah, been Yeah, well, and to. then there was a tool that basically proved that they weren't altered. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, the desire to, to believe this persisted. Uh, that's funny, Glenn. Uh, and this week, uh, Associated Press uh, published a report that countless journalists seized upon to claim that proof finally had emerged that the WikiLeaks documents had been altered. The claim in the AP report is incredibly simple and limited. Uh, it does not involve any claim that WikiLeaks altered any documents or that any of the emails published are frauds. Rather, the claim is that Guccifer, one of the uh, on one of the documents that he published, placed a confidential watermark that did not appear on another version. The first document, Guccifer 2.0, published on June 15th, came not from the DNC as advertised, but from Podesta's inbox, according to a former DNC official who spoke on condition of anonymity because he was not authorized to speak to the press. The official uh, said the word confidential was not in the original document. Uh, Guccifer 2.0 had airbrushed it to catch reporters' attention. Uh, there are so many reasons to question why this actually happened. We- I'm sorry, question whether this actually happened. To begin with, the fact that one version of the document is without a confidential watermark doesn't mean that no version has one. It's common to add a watermark of that sort for different purposes and different recipients. Moreover, AP's only basis is an anonymous source claiming the document had been altered, along with the version that lacks the watermark. This is very far from proof that Guccifer airbrushed it to catch a reporter's attention. And even if Guccifer uh, did, it's not this... WikiLeaks doing it, so... <laughs> exactly. Well, I think yeah. that's what he goes on to say. But let's assume for the sake of argument that Guccifer did, in fact, add a confidential watermark to this document to entice journalists to view the document as more appetizing. This does not remotely justify the claim that any of the documents <laughs> and emails published in Wiki by WikiLeaks were materially altered and were thus unreliable. Um, and it goes on and on. But basically... Nobody can actually prove that that that's true. And second of all, nobody has provided a single email uh, that would prove any of the emails from the WikiLeaks was altered in any way in terms of the content of them. WikiLeaks record. So it's just bullshit. You know, nobody can touch it. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. So (laughs) way better than the fucking Washington (laughs) Post to print a million false stories. We talked about that fucking story about the Russians hacking the electric grid, which turned out to not be the Russians at all. Like they, they, they publish whatever story uh, they can at the top of their fucking lungs. (laughs) If it serves their narrative and then, you know, publish a little, uh, correction within the header of the article, if they have to, but don't take the article down. Don't publish a big, Second article saying, "Oh, sorry, yeah. we fucked up, and we won't do yeah, it again." Yeah, none of the corrections ever make it um, to Twitter, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's funny, it's weird. They just people are missing them. Yeah. I think is what's happening. I think they they're they're all honest actors, and if they saw them, they would yeah, be sharing for them. Sure. But, uh, <laughs> <sighs> God, so you know, I, I wanted to talk about other stuff this week, but I I, I had a feeling the Donna Brazil shit would. I'm just wondering if we need to go back to my earlier comment, because I was, you know, making a public service announcement that, you know, people shouldn't just whip it out. But then I started thinking about it from a male perspective, because I'm giving a female perspective from a male perspective. (laughs) Y'all would love it if women just went into rooms and started stripping. So maybe I need to revise that public service announcement a little bit and just yeah, limit it to men. (laughs) 
I, I think I would you can not. have a double. Yeah, I, was gonna say. <laughs> I would not. I'm engaged. I'm happy with where I'm at. Um. Yeah, but you would have plausible, you know, I don't know, not deniability, but you'd be able to say, hey, look, I didn't ask for it. They just did this. Look. <laughs> Honey, it wasn't me. Th- there's sometimes where double standards do need to exist, and this is one of those times. <laughs> so ladies, feel free. Like, guys, just... Guys, nobody wants to see your dick. Like, really, I, I promise you, it's it's even nobody if she wants loves you, she probably doesn't want to see unless you. Unless you're, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like it's like something she tolerates, exactly. probably. <laughs> oh my god! Well, on that note, <laughs> nobody wants to see your dick. We should, hey, for part of our for part of our fundraising effort, everybody, if you chip in ten dollars today, we will send you a bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> move left, idiot. Branding, no one wants to see your dick. We should actually make this. Yeah, we, I we should look, I'm going to look into that. <laughs> God, um, Wait, oh, yeah, but subscribe. Okay, <laughs> actually, that would be, I'm not going to lie, like, we're kind of capitalizing off of really bad timing, but that's a fucking marketable idea right there, y'all. T-shirt, I'd wear, I'd wear a nobody wants to see your dick t-shirt. And like you make a montage of like Weinstein and Louis C.K.'s sad bald faces. Yeah, I really don't want to see theirs. Yeah, make them look like perp like mug shots. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be funny. Um, well, we're going to get out of here, but uh, check us out on Patreon. We're on Patreon now, patreon.com slash move left. Um, and, you know, it's the cheapest Patreon uh, in the world, really, <laughs> that, that I know of. No, for... Yeah, no, for three bucks a month, uh, we give you an extra two podcasts. We, we, we're starting uh, this podcast called Movie Left, which is basically just us reviewing uh, politically themed movies. Like the first one we did was For JFK. 10 bucks a month, we'll actually sell you our souls. So just, you know, that's the next level, <laughs> subscribing. I mean, if you want to, yeah, <laughs> throw that on there. Um, but yeah, we reviewed JFK. We have another movie coming up uh, next week. We're still figuring that out, but... Uh, JFK podcast is already up there, and you will be getting an extra two podcasts maybe a month. A uh, just don't us show us talking. your bumper sticker. Yeah. <laughs> Follow as well. There's no no nah. guarantees on that, but uh, hopefully we'll, we'll look into that. Um, but yeah, check us out over there. It's uh, three bucks a month, less than the price of a cup of coffee. You can uh, support independent media, and like we said, that's you know the only place you really can get some of this information because. None of the mainstream press outlets are telling you any of this shit, unfortunately. That's why people like us and people like Jimmy Dore and Secular Talk and, you know, TYT to an extent. That's why <laughs> that's why we're necessary. Like, we wouldn't be necessary if the media did their fucking job, but they just don't. And it's sad, but... um, Yeah, so check that out. Uh, Patreon.com slash move left. And we left. are now on Twitter. Do you uh, remember our Twitter, Twitter handle? Is it move left? Or is it Move Left Idiots? It's okay. Move Left Idiots. Yeah. <laughs> the one I Twitter. made that I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, Twitter. we're we're at Move Left Idiots. Uh, so go check us out over there. Um, and we will catch you next week on Move Left Idiots. And rate, review, subscribe on iTunes.
insanity in the control room tonight.